1360 KXNO. Sports Radio in Iowa starts and ends right here. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. This song always freaks me out. <laughs> it was never one of my favorites either. Uh, welcome back, Miller and Condon. Hour number two. Coming up, Ted Glover, Daily Norseman on uh, Monday Night Football. And then uh, we'll get Tom Kakert in here. He was at the United Center to watch Iowa and Cincinnati on Saturday night. We'll be jumping on an airplane and headed to San Diego uh, to cover the Holiday Bowl for HawkeyeReport.com. Kenny White, KennyWhiteSports.com. Off to Vegas we go. Uh, best of the season to you, my friend. Trent and Ken, how are you, Kenny White? I'm doing great. I'm sure you guys are looking forward to San Diego and the weather there. It's amazing. Every, every day it's 72 degrees. It's a beautiful city, no question about that. Wish we were going, but staying home, but uh, nonetheless. Um, Kenny, it's such a great time of year, all these bulls going on. From a handicapping perspective, before we take a look and have you uh, pick your brain on the Holiday Bowl and the Camping World Bowl and then the two playoff games, how do you approach this with the uncertainty you know, certainly uh, some teams want to be there. The motivation might not be there. Then you have uh, guys, you know, scholastically that didn't get through, or there might be a suspension that is announced at the last minute. As a handicapper, how do you handle that aspect of your business? Well, the one good starting point I have, though, Ken, is my, my uh, magazine that I published this past year with player power ratings. So I know how, how valuable each player is. So when a guy doesn't decide not to play or can't play, um, I know that advantage. The, the biggest question mark is always going to be the uh, motivation a team has. And I try to break down different angles to try to figure that type of uh, motivation out. And I, I don't like to, when you're guessing at it, you're guessing. It's like guessing, you know, uh, forecasting the weather. The weathermen got the greatest job ever. They tell you what it's going to be and it never happens. You know, it, uh, they're, they're right 50% of the time. So, um, I don't want to be right 50% of the time and guess on, on uh, what type of trends and angles. So I break down the coaches to see who the best coaches are covering spreads in bowl games, figuring that these guys take that extra time, they motivate their team, get them ready to play. And then I go <clears throat> try to go against the coaches who, who fare poorly. I also try to break down the conferences to see which conferences have been successful in uh, uh, the bowl seasons. And then I also try to look at NFL guys that have been drafted uh, by these teams to see who really has the most talent on 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 each football side, uh, NFL wise. So that you know that's uh, the the biggest key in, in in handicapping these games is who really does have the most talent, and then you try to find the motivational factor out. So uh, the one big one big uh, thing I do look at, you know, now it, it's a passing game more than ever, but I still look at running. If you can run the football and stop the run, you're going to win football games. And I, I broke down the regular season the last ten years. If you run for more than 200 yards and you triple up your opponent, you cover 74% of the time. If you run for more than 200 yards, you double up your opponent to 200 to 100 or less. Uh, you, you beat, you cover the spread 70% of the time. And I couldn't find any angle like that with passing yards whatsoever because most teams, when they're losing, they got to pass and they rack up right. a lot of yards. But teams that run, if you're losing, you're not, you know, you're not running trying to rack up yards. Teams that run and run well, they've got the lead, they hold the lead, they win the game, they cover the spread. So I, I look for those type of teams, um, and that's some of the angles I start with. 
Kenny, let's get into the games we're going to see coming up uh, throughout the week. And, of course, Saturday, the semifinals, Iowa State plays Notre Dame before that. But let's first go to Friday night. That's when Iowa takes on USC. Now, the recruiting rankings for this year are not going to play in because it hasn't been very pretty for the Trojans in that aspect with a lame duck coach. But as you look at the matchup, the air raid of USC against the stifling defense of Iowa, what do you anticipate here? Iowa slight favorite against the Trojans. Yeah, that's uh, you're right. Two great points. It's going to be uh, is it going to be Southern Cal's offense that wins this battle uh, with Keaton Slovis, the freshman, who's had an amazing year yes. for the Trojans, or that Iowa defense. And you're right; they they have been stout all year, uh, allowing just 330 yards in their away games, where USC allows over 400. Uh, and Iowa pass defense just 6.3 yards a pass uh, allowed. The Pac-12 has really struggled in bowl games over the years. Uh, 10 and 22 ATS. Now they won their first one this year, and that was Chris Peterson, but that was another angle. That was a coach retiring. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's now 9 and 2 ATS coaches that retire and coach Jeez. in their bowl game. Teams love to send their coach out on a win. Uh, they're focused and they play well, but the rest of the Pac 12, and, and I could take out Utah because their coach, Kyle Winningham, is outstanding in bowl games. Everybody else in the Pac 12 stinks, mm-hmm. and even it's, you know, uh, Clay Helton, 0 and 3 in his three bowl games. So don't trust him. Kurt Ferentz has been in, I think, 18 bowls. Uh, he's 5-5 five and five straight up, 6-4 and four ATS in his last 10. Nothing great, but at least he's shown a winning record. Uh, I, I, I like Iowa. I think they're going to be the more focused team. Um, you said the lame duck coach. It's amazing they're bringing Clay Helton mm-hmm. back for another year. I thought he'd be the first coach fired uh, in, in uh, college football this year. And it, he, he got a break maybe because his star quarterback, JT Daniels, went down with an injury early in the year, and he had to go to a freshman. So I think everybody said, well, we've got to give him a little bit of a break. But, no, he can't coach. In his road games, he's, he's scored 29 and allowed 27. Um, the far better defense it's on the Hawk, Hawkeye sideline. I think they'll be the more focused team and the better defense. I'm going with the Hawkeyes in this one. Hmm. Well, then uh, let's uh, flip the calendar to the 28th, and we'll start in the morning uh, in Orlando, the Camping World Bowl, Notre Dame, Iowa State. Iowa State, I think they're going to be motivated, Kenny, because as many as pointed out here uh, in the since the bowl was announced, there'll be more people watching Iowa State than ever before, Iowa State football. And I get why they're, you know, Notre Dame is the draw, uh, but uh, Iowa State's the team on the other side of the field and has a really good choice to, our chance, rather, to you know, to to leave a message about this program. So they're going to be motivated. Book is good. They've had two losses. The Michigan game got out of hand in awful weather. The Georgia game was good. How do you see Notre Dame, Iowa State? Notre Dame a slight favorite. Yeah, you're right. Notre Dame has a tremendous amount of talent. They always do. Twenty players drafted in the NFL the last five years, where Iowa State has just had two. But it did come last year. So you know, Matt Campbell is, is building up the talent there for the Cyclones, and he's done a tremendous job. And, you know, you always want to have a coaching advantage, but there's not a great coaching advantage here. Um, But then again, in bowl games, a little different story. Matt Campbell's 2-0 ATS in his two games. Uh, Brian Kelly has struggled, 3-8 ATS. Uh, He's got the third worst mark, minus 5.8 units if you bet Notre Dame every bowl game under Kelly. So that gave me a check mark to Iowa State. Uh, I didn't like it that you know Notre Dame has way more players sent to the NFL, but I do know Iowa State's program has been upgraded. So uh, Brock Purdy, uh, love him, and uh, and Iowa State. You know I was on them from the beginning yes, of the were. year. They lose by two to Baylor. They lose by three to Oak State or seven to Oak State, and they lose by one to Oklahoma. 
you know, three games by 10 points. One play either way in any of those three football games, and this could have been an undefeated team going into uh, Kansas State. I think the Kansas State game, it was just, you know, one of those games where they didn't play well down the stretch. They felt sorry for themselves. They lost some games they shouldn't have. The motivation just wasn't there. The motivation should be there in this one. I think this is a really good Iowa State team. I think during the game, I, I like them to cover the spread here. Um, I think it's going to be a very high-scoring game as well. Um, looking for some points to be scored. Speaking of high-scoring, the first semifinal, the total right now, 76 between the Sooners and LSU. 3 o'clock from Atlanta. It is the Peach Bowl. Big number uh, tackled with it. That 13.5-14, it's kind of been bouncing back and forth. If it hits that key number of 14, does that change your perception of the game at all? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be on it whether it goes to 14 or not. Uh, this is such a big number. Double-digit dogs are just a blind bet right now for me, looking over the years, uh, back the fifth, last 15 years, double-digit dogs, and they've got uh, one cover so far this year, are 48 and 20 now, over Jeez. 70%, 26 units, you're up. There's a trend. 48 and 20 double-digit dogs in bowl games. So, uh, and and it even gets better when you're when you're taking just the Power Five conferences. When Power Five conference is getting double-digit dogs, they're 78 percent covers right now. Uh, it's just way too many points for a good football team. Uh, and breaking down the numbers, I took all the road games for both Oklahoma and, and LSU. Oklahoma out yards their opponent by 178 yards per game on the road where LSU only outyards their opponent by 96. So when you're looking at just plain stats and true numbers, you could actually say, hey, maybe Oklahoma should be the favorite on that point. But we can't do that. We know there's a difference in talent, but maybe it's not that big. Over the last five years, LSU, 27 players drafted to the NFL. Oklahoma's at 26. They've had the same amount of players drafted to the NFL. Uh, Oklahoma's had two Heisman Trophy winners. LSU won. This game is a really tight fought football game. Oklahoma's defense has gotten better over the years in the last month of the season. Uh, their games have gone under in December 18-3-1. So, you know, the totals get overinflated because of the high offenses, and I, I think it'll be a high-scoring game. I don't know if it gets to 76 because the game means so much. You only need one bad quarter to keep it under. Uh, so this one, uh, Oklahoma, I think, is in this football game. I think they have they have a chance. They'll be in it late. So they they want to hang around. I think they can. They run the ball efficiently very, very well, and I think that's going to be another key to the game. KennyWhiteSports.com. Kenny White Sports uh, joins us here on the program. If you're looking to do something for yourself at Christmas, uh, there's plenty of packages uh, available at KennyWhiteSports.com with sports wagering legal in Iowa. Uh, perhaps give yourself an edge. Kenny, last one is the Fiesta Bowl. Uh, it's Ohio State. It's Clemson. It's going to be a terrific game. I like Clemson. I'll be honest. Where are you in this game? Yeah, this is oh, before you say, I'm glad you said that, Ken. I actually did a special for your customers on the website. I did a bowl package this year before the bowl game started. We've only had about six played already. It was $199 for all the bowl games, but if you use a coupon code, Kenny Claus, no, no space, Kenny Claus, I'm going to give you $100 off. You can get the rest of the bowl games for $99 at KennyWhiteSports.com. So your guys only. Nobody else will know that uh, code, so I'm kind of interested to see. How many people from I are interested or listening to the show uh, uh, want some uh, winners in college football? The Clemson-Ohio State can um, – Ohio State, with the revenge factor that they have, and I've got to use that, that they played in the 2016 college football playoff and were embarrassed 31 to nothing. Clemson completely dominated that football game. 
I went back, looked at NFL players drafted over the last five years. Clemson's at 29. Remarkably, Ohio State has had 40 players drafted by the NFL in the last five years. They've had more NFL talent on their sideline over the last five years than Clemson has, and we know how successful Clemson has been. Um, I love Justin Fields, 40 touchdowns, one INT. My power ratings say Clemson is one point better, but when I add in that revenge and I make uh, Ohio State a a one-and-a-half-point favorite, I haven't played the game yet because I have a feeling this game could get to Clemson three. It's going to be a great game. Uh, Talking about coaches, one of the uh, trends I have, you know, great coaches cover Dabo Sweeney. He's 10 and four ATS, but more importantly, nine and one ATS's last 10 bowl games. And those are all, you know, some of those are conference football playoff games. So this guy knows how to get his team ready. Ryan Day first time. But at least he'd been under Urban Meyer, who was also a very successful coach in, in bowl games. So he knows what it takes to prepare. So we're going to have a great game. I'm looking to take three if it gets there with uh, Ohio State. Good stuff. Uh, KennyWhiteSports.com. Use the code Kenny Claus on the college football bowl package. Going to save our listeners, our audience, $100. Uh, Kenny Claus. Kenny, thank you for what you do for us. Uh, hopefully we'll have a chance to run you down next week, Monday or Tuesday, in advance of all of those games coming up on the 1st of January. Uh, if we don't, thank you, but uh, we will certainly give it our best uh, to find a time slot that works for you. KennyWhiteSports.com. Use the code Kenny Claus. Thank you, my friend. Thanks, guys. Have a great weekend or uh, week. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to everyone. Thank you, buddy. Take care and to you and yours. Kenny White, KennyWhiteSports.com. Use the code Kenny Claus uh, if you're so inclined. We'll take a time out. Uh, Monday Night Football, we've heard the Packer perspective. Let's get the Vikings perspective with Ted Glover from the Daily Norseman. Tom Cakert still to come. Miller and Condon until noon on uh, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. There's a Christmas banger for you. <laughs> Hi, welcome back. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station. For Christmas banger. I've never heard that. 1460 KXNO. Trent and I take you until noon. Still to come, Tom Cakert, HawkeyeReport.com. But that's next because right now we're going to get back into Monday Night Football. We've had Dave Sinekin, got the Packers perspective from Dave. He's at TheHeadCheese.com. You can read our next guest, Ted Glover, at The Daily Norseman as he gives us the Vikings perspective. Ted, Trent, and Ken, happy holidays, Ted Glover. Merry Christmas. How are you, sir? Good, and from now on, I want to be introduced as Ted Glover, the Vikings bank. I like it. <laughs> All right. I like it. We'll put that in the show notes. We, we can definitely do that. We appreciate you coming on, whatever it takes. Well, this guy, this guy, like, we, none of us want to see Monday Night Football uh, go away for another nine months, but uh, this is the point that we're at. We got a real treat. Potentially, I hope it lives up to it because this one certainly got the potential. Vikings trying to claw their way out of that six. It's going to be tough. The Packers trying to get all the way to the one. There is that distinct possibility. This one has a chance to be special, don't you think, Ted? Yeah, it really does. I, I mean, being a Vikings fan, so being a Vikings fan, all the, the Packers games and the Bears games and the Lions games are special. It's just you know the rivals, the division. Um, Vision is usually on the line, and it and it still is to to an extent. If the Vikings can win this one and win next week, and the and the Packers can figure out a way to to lose to Detroit, the Vikings can actually win the division and and jump up. So there's a lot there's a lot at stake for both teams. You mentioned the Packers are still going for the top seed or at least a buy, which I think is really really critical. 
in in this day and age of having a week off and resting your guys and then coming having a home game for the playoffs. So I, I think these teams are, are fairly evenly matched. I, I really am expecting a good game today. The narrative, I know it drives you nuts, Ted, but until it ends, it'll still be out there. Monday Night Football, Kirk Cousins yet to win one of these. Now, it's not all the Vikings' fault. It's not all Kirk Cousins' fault, but it's still there at 0-8. Why does this narrative drive you so nuts? It's a narrative. I, it's just something for people to talk about. I wish they talk about how Aaron Rodgers has never won at U.S. Bank Stadium. There's a narrative for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I it, it bothers me because I, I think Kirk Cousins, for most of his Monday night games, he was with the Washington Redskins, which has absolutely no bearing on his time with the Vikings. And he's played he's played the Packers three times. He's played very well two games. And even in his pretty bad game against the Packers in week two, the Vikings were still within one score of tying it in the fourth quarter. Then he threw that, that really bad pick in the end zone that pretty much ended whatever chance the Vikings had. So you're right. It's, it's going to be something people talk about until we can actually win. Is it unfair to an extent? You know, it's a team game, but the quarterbacks are largely judged on wins, which I think is kind of a dumb stat, again, being a team game. Mm-hmm. But it's there, so until he does it, it's it's going to be something people talk about. What, uh, what are you hearing on uh, on Alexander Madison, the uh, rookie running back out of Boise State? He's had a really nice year. We we saw it in, uh, back in uh, in fall camp and in, in the preseason games that maybe the Vikings have something here, and he's carried that over into the regular season. The chances that he goes to now, are they better off – Keeping him out, what do you think is going to happen with Madison? Will he play? The Vikings are saying it's a game-time decision, and I have a feeling he is not going to play. Mike Boone looked pretty good last yep. week against the Chargers in the second half. Uh, they've got Amir Abdullah, who is a, is a good veteran and, and fits well into the offense. I I would be surprised if Madison plays. Just I'm thinking they're probably going to want to rest that ankle. Same with Dalvin Cook. He's obviously, Cook's already been ruled out. I would not be surprised if they sit those guys the last two games and try and get them healthy for the playoffs. So the path that goes through the Packers in the wild card round, then onto the divisional round, what a path of three consecutive road games. It's happened before. It's incredibly difficult. What's the path, though, that you think at least gives the Vikings, it might be a slight chance, but a chance to get there as the number six seed? Uh, well, you know, it, I don't really think there's a an easy path. Like you said, it's it's only happened, what, four times, I think, if teams gone to the Super Bowl winning road games in the playoffs. Then only three teams have won them. The last team, ironically, I think, was the Packers. In yeah. um, I, I, the, the NFC is just stacked this year. You, mm-hmm. you look at New Orleans, they, they're almost impossible to beat at home. The 49ers just have this really good, fast, quick defense. Seattle, Seattle's kind of banged up. I, I think... Um, yeah, they lost. They're they're out their top three running backs. I think for the rest of the year now, from what I hear. Mm-hmm. But it's still Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson can make plays out of nothing, and you could argue that he's largely carried this team as far as it is. And then Green Bay is is good. They're they're always a tough out at home. So I, I don't know that there is a, a matchup that that I really think is is great for the Vikings. I would probably argue the Packers is the three seed because they're the team. They're the most familiar with. The Vikings have had success playing on the road in Green Bay in recent seasons. Um, so it probably affords them 
their best opportunity to win a road game. But but now you're saying, well, if Aaron Rodgers at Lambeau is is your best shot to win a road game, how tough are those other two opponents going to be if it if it gets to that that point? So yeah, I I really would like to see the Vikings get out of the six C. Hopefully, you know maybe they can they can win tonight and win next week, and Detroit can somehow figure out a way to win, and the Vikings will at least, if nothing else, have a home game before they have to go on the road. Yeah, I watched the Lions and the Broncos yesterday. That Lions team is just, they, they've they packed it in. They're, that's a bad football team. David Blau tried yeah. to make some plays, but uh, he, just, he just doesn't have enough weapons. Uh, this game tonight, when, when you take a look at defensively, who do you think the, who's been the leader defensively for this Vikings uh, defense? I think Kendricks has had a hell of a year, and I know there's Pro Bowl snubs every year. He certainly's jumped. I mean, Danell Hunter's been unbelievable. I'll give you that. But Kendricks has had a good year and didn't get rewarded for it. And I know Vikings fans are saying that's fine. They're going to be busy that week anyways, um, which I hope is the case. It'd be a great story. But is Kendricks as valuable as anybody on that defense? I would argue he is. Yeah, he's got more pass breakups than all but three cornerbacks in the NFL. He he's fourth in the NFL in pass breakups this year. He's been phenomenal in in both pass defense and run defense. Anthony Barr's been good, but but Kendricks has just taken his game to another level. And you mentioned Hunter, and and let's not forget Everson Griffin. He yep. had he had his struggles last year, and those guys have uh, on the ends. Hunter and and Griffin have really stepped up. But I, I think. The, the guy that people have overlooked, and it's because he was injured and missed several games, is, is Linval Joseph. The Vikings' defense looked pretty solid last week against L.A., against the Chargers, and a lot, especially, I think, in the run game. And I, I think now that Linval Joseph is, is getting back into form, this Vikings' defense is, is getting close to being to where they were in 2016, 2017, those, those Mike Zimmer defenses that we've come to expect. Um, if if they can figure out their coverage with their cornerbacks, Harrison Smith is still having a really strong year in the back end. Anthony Harris as well, J. Ron Kirst to a lesser extent. Then then the Vikings are going to be a really tough out, and they're, they're and they're going to need to figure out their coverage issues with with the cornerbacks because. Aaron Rodgers will pick you apart all night if they don't. Yeah, and Xavier Rhodes hasn't had uh, the best of years. You know, Jalil Johnson with Joseph out, Jalil Johnson, former Hawkeyes, come in, and uh, and he's had, I think, his best year uh, as a pro. Last thing for you, if, if, if the Vikings are to make a run, I mean, and if they stay as the six, Ted, I don't have to remind you, uh, they're going to take on, in all likelihood, they'll have to go to Lambeau. Then if they get past Aaron Rodgers and company, they off they go to San Francisco. And if they get past that one, maybe back to the uh, to the scene of the 2009 NFC Championship game. It wasn't Detroit. It was New Orleans, we remind Paul Allen. Uh, but what a daunting task that would be to have to get those three to then take on the winner of the AFC. Yeah, it, it would be a tough draw. I, oh. I will say, I, I've watched... I've watched the Niners, I've watched the Saints, and obviously the Packers these last three or four weeks, the, the Seahawks as well. And there's, I, I would say maybe other than the Saints at home, there's there's not and there's not a a, a a team that the Vikings don't match up well against. I, I think, you know, you saw what the Rams did to the 49ers on Saturday, and, and the Vikings run a lot of play-action rollouts, and, and the Rams had a lot of success with that. Uh, you, you look at the Packers, I think the Vikings are, are just as good as the Packers. Um, the, the only thing that really scares me is, is Drew Brees to Michael Thomas in the dome. That, that could be a, mm. a downhill thing going fast, and, and that, that's a game that could get out of control really quickly. But, but then again, the Saints have looked human at times, even in, in the Superdome too. So the Vikings match up well against anybody in the NFC. I, I, 
yeah, it'd be great to have a home game, but but if they can figure out these these guys, the, these opponents they're going to play, they're they're going to be a tough out in the postseason. Ted Glover, Daily Norseman. Hey, Ted, last thing, 20, 15 seconds, maybe 10. Adam Thielen, is he? I'm not sure where he's at. I don't think he's 100%. Is he? As about as close to 100% as he's going to be for the rest of the year. Gotcha. I think he'll play now. I think he'll have a good night. Good stuff. Ted, thank you for what you do for us. Appreciate it. You bet. Happy you holidays, Ted. Yep. Ted Glover, happy holiday to you. Daily Norseman, dailynorseman.com. Our Viking banger. Viking banger indeed. Mr. Monday Night's coming up, but Tom Caker's coming up next as we take you until noon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Kickstart your day with the morning rush at 6. Dan Patrick and the boys from 8 to 10. Miller and Condon go in depth from 10 to noon. Colin Cowherd challenges your assumptions from noon to 2. Murph and Andy have sports and more from 2 to 4. And when you get in your car, join the sports fanatics for the best Hawkeye and Cyclone coverage anywhere. In your car, at work at home. Keep it locked on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. HopeLawFirm.com Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Hi, welcome back, Miller and Con in Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. So we take you up until noon. Tom Cakert, good enough to be flexible for us this week as we get Tom back in here on Monday with him being at the United Center on Saturday. Thought it was very appropriate. We'll get to Morehouse and uh, Dockerman later on in the week. So, Tom, thank you for doing this for us. Kind of out a little turn for you, if you will. Uh, how are you, Tom Cakert? I'm doing great, and uh, Merry Christmas to all you guys. Happy holidays and uh, and all that jazz. Absolutely, and right back at you, sir. We appreciate what you do for us, Tom Kakert. Well, United Center on Saturday, kind of give us a... I know the first game went to overtime and got a bit of a late start. It was hard to tell, Tom, You know how many people were in the building. Well, what was the United Center like? They saw a pretty good game, as it turned out. I was up 15, thought maybe it might get away, but you know, turnovers allow teams to get back into it. What was the atmosphere like, Tom? Um, you know, both games, it was actually pretty decent. Um, a lot of Dayton fans made the trip over to Chicago. They were the bulk of the crowd, and, um, and I, you know, they were serving uh, adult beverages there. Nice. So I think a lot of those folks just left because maybe they had been to their <laughs> service limits uh, at that point. So. Um, yeah, it was fun though. The good crowd, uh, not many Colorado fans there, but, uh, a good contingent of Iowa fans. Um, I don't think they're going to send that Iowa Cincinnati game to the <laughs> Smith hall of fame, but, um, you know, it ended up being a little more entertaining than I think, uh, most of us thought it would be, uh, when I was up 15 and in total control of the game. Looked like they were going to coast in, but a comeback from Cincinnati. And you could see during that time, that was one of those where we're looking for those times that I was going to miss Jordan Bohannon. Certainly felt like it there, needed their point guard out there to slow things down when the Bearcats were making a run. Yeah, that's you know really that first moment where you, you felt it. Um, because Bakari Evelyn was, was shooting the ball pretty well mm-hmm. and scoring, so he... You weren't feeling it offensively, but you look at 
Jordan's career numbers, he's like three, four to one assist to turnover ratio. He's a guy that you can get the ball to. And then, you know, Cincinnati was so, was fouling so much that I was in the double bonus. And if you have the ball in Bohannon's hands and it gets fouled, it's two points. It, it you know, you just stop fouling at that point because you know you're just going to be giving up two points. So, um, I think that's where they felt it. I didn't shoot great from the foul line. I know that I think they ended up with 20 for 30, mm-hmm. but they just, you know, they, it just didn't feel like they were making a lot of shots and they just ball going into people's hands that probably shouldn't be in, uh, instead of being in Jordan Bohannon or Connor McCaffrey's hands. And, uh, that, you know, kind of led to some, scary moments but to iowa's credit and this is trent you'll probably agree with me on this this is a game where if it unraveled like it did i will probably loses that no. in many of the years under fran and no this team just has mm-hmm. that toughness the, the iowa state game was the same way the the big shot ability joe Wieskamp hitting a big three to um you know get him back in the lead and then bakari hitting another uh big shot and then another one after that i mean they just They've got a little toughness to them and clutch gene to them, and that, that's going to serve them well, I think, moving forward this year. Yeah, I think C.J. Frederick's got a whole bunch of that, and what he's made that to this, the difference he's made to this basketball team, Tom, uh, isn't lost on anybody. He's been really good. Let me ask you about Cordell Pemsel, because the last time we saw him on the floor, Cyhawk, and let's be honest, it was maybe a low point of his career uh, at Hilton that that night, what was it, a week ago, Thursday, this past Thursday night. But you know what? He didn't light up the scoreboard, Tom, but... He was he was okay, and they're going to need more of that okay from Pemsel because those minutes are going to be there for him. He certainly didn't uh, jump off the screen in a negative way like he did uh, during Cyhawk. Yeah, I, I thought uh, I thought he played much better. Um, still not the level that I think Cordell can get to that I've seen him play at. Um, you wonder if some of these injuries and everything have just kind of taken their toll on him. I don't know, but you, know, you brought up Frederick. Is Frederick the most surprising yes. Iowa basketball player since Aaron White? Oh, yeah! Wow, that's a good one. Even more surprising to me. I, I White at least there, there was some talk about his athleticism. C.J. Frederick. I said this earlier in the program. Thought it was going to be another stiff, another two guard <laughs> that not real big, not a real good shooter. Ah, oh, here we go. He's a player. Yes, yeah. he is. He's athletic. Yeah, he's tough. Can get he's to the fearless. Rim. And they need yep. those guys, yep. Tom. Not shy about the big shot either. Uh, he's just, and he's just, uh, he's he knows how to play basketball. And that's just one of those traits that I, I think players either have or they don't have. It's just something you're born with, and he's just a smart basketball player. No doubt about that. Tom Caker at HawkeyeReport.com. Well, Tom, since we won't get you on Friday, um Let's let's fast forward to Friday night, five o'clock in San Diego, seven o'clock here. It's the Holiday Bowl. The Hawks are a slight favorite over USC. I I, th- I like Iowa a lot in this game, Tom. I've got a you know pretty strong feeling that the Hawks are going to pull this one off. I think the defense is going to carry them through this one. How do you see this football game, Tom? And what worries you from an Iowa perspective? I have spent a, a good portion of my morning writing my game preview today because I want to get it out of the way before the holidays and being travel. And I didn't want to have it on, have to do it while I was out in San Diego when I get out there on Christmas Day. So spent some time looking at USC pretty hard. And obviously they don't run the ball. They've had some games where they haven't stopped the run very well. 
Uh, but those have been against really good teams, too. The Notre Dame game, Utah, Washington, uh, they all ran wild against USC. Uh, late in the year, they, they've done a better job. But I, I just look at their pass defense as just not great. They're giving up 61% completion percentage. Um, they just seem to, they, they've only got nine interceptions, so they're not making a lot of big plays in the secondary. I think Stanley has a pretty good game here. Um, I, and I think part of Iowa's fade with the, the run defense wasn't that strong late. I think a lot of that had to do with the defense just running out of gas and Christian Welch out for a couple games. And, mm-hmm. uh, I think they missed him. Yep. Uh, I think they come back and look more like the run defense that we've seen. The pass rush, I think, will be better. I think I was winning this one. I, I do expect a lot of points because, you know, while Iowa has had success against the air raid, they haven't faced the group of receivers like USC has with Pittman and Vaughns and those guys. So um, I, I think there's a lot of points, maybe the over in this one, but I think Iowa's going to cover. Look at that, like in the over too, uh, Tom dropping a little bit of knowledge with this one. With a win in this bowl game against a Blue Blood program, what, if anything, does that do to the legacy of Nate Stanley? I, I think it improves it. Um, really, the only uh, significant games, um, you know, that I, I call trophy games that he lost have been to Wisconsin so yeah. far. One, two bowl games. He'll join Ricky Stanzi in the three bowl win uh, quarterback uh, pantheon, if there is one uh, that's out there. He's, he and Stanzi are in there. Um, so I, I think that's a, a huge deal for for him um but i think the thing that we'll always come back to is didn't lead iowa to indianapolis that's the Mm -hmm. that's the one mark that's going to be held against him i think sadly i believe you're right tom kicker does the curtain will come down on uh his career i think a lot of hawkeye fans next year well i kind of hope i'm wrong about this too will realize how much they miss nate stanley under center tom caker at hawkeyereport.com you travel on christmas day safe travels to you tom we'll read all your stuff in advance of that and look forward to the uh, bowl or the uh, game preview coming out when will that uh, when will that publish tom before christmas or when do you plan on doing that i know you're gonna writing it now yeah, I'll, I'll probably i'll probably put it up on the 26th i usually put those up the day before the game so, good stuff um it'll be up then enjoy san diego tom caker thank you for what you do for us merry christmas okay merry christmas guys and thanks for having me on good to talk thanks, to you. thank you tom caker hawkeyereport.com as we get uh I, I like iowa in the game yeah you do. I, do I do i've told you really throughout this week this is a live bet for me mm-hmm. gonna just see how the opening i think you're going to know early the way this one's going to play out and Iowa could absolutely bludgeon them. That wouldn't sh- shock me at all. Or goes down to the wire. Two and a half, is that still the number? Is that mm-hmm. what you saw It was out this there? morning, yeah. Two and a half. Kind Might have been some two somewhere, too. I've seen a lot of sharp people, people I consider sharp, yeah. that are on the Hawkeyes in this game, too. Yeah. Which is at least surprised me just a little bit. But all I- right, Mr. Monday Night. Speaking of sharp, you haven't been too sharp in the month of December. <laughs> I told you, this is a five-star play. This this is five-unit play. And the number's five and a half. So yes. will you take the points? Or in the spirit of Christmas, will you give the points? I'm in a giving Monday? mood. Oh, I'm in a okay. giving mood in a couple of different ways. I'm going to grab those Minnesota Vikings. My daughter loves listening to Lizzo. Do you know the Lizzo song? I do not. Sings about the Minnesota Vikings. No. Oh, so it's an actual. Yeah, I thought you yeah. were telling me a a kids song. No, 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 not at all. This my daughter is not into uh, kids music. She is into pop. She likes really? Kiss. 
Okay. Uh, our buddy Eric from down the hall, yep, who's yep. on his way to Minnesota now. Good for him. Moving on up. Uh, yeah, she she is all about hearing Eric and whatever he's spinning. So Lizzo. Did is, you uh, see dude. the tweet? Speaking of uh, football, uh, did you see the tweet that uh, I retweeted yesterday? Where have all the Cowboys gone? Remember that song? Where yeah, have all yeah. Well, there's a parody to that on the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, yes. It's really good. It's, oh. it's, it's, it certainly struck my funny bone anyways. All right, uh, so Mr. Monday Night is... Laying them. Laying the points. I'm laying the five and a half with confidence. This is Kirk Cousins gets off the schneid in a big way. Yeah. Maybe it's more just I don't believe in this Packers team. Aaron Rodgers number one I've, in U.S. Bank. Uh, I think they're better. I, think I do, they're too. Better. I do, too. They're just a better team. All right, so... Vikings, Mr. Monday Night Tonight. Yep. We try to get back above 500, but speaking of a giving mood, I got a little something for you over there. You surprised the hell out of me. I did. embarrassed the hell out of me because I didn't think we were doing this. Open it up. Well, I didn't even That's a Stella. Can I open a Stella? No, I I can, but it's it's not 8.30. Right. So this is a, uh, it's a box, and inside this box, and it's all sealed, Mm -hmm. is an autographed hockey puck. An autographed hockey puck. So I was up seeing my buddy Anders out at the Rookie. Yep. And I'm like, uh, looking for something for Ken. Big hockey guy. Yeah. You got any Winnipeg Jets gear? He said, I sadly, no. <laughs> Don't carry that in stock. I could get you something. I said, well, what do you got hockey-wise? And he shows me this. So, of course, they have all kinds of sports cards. You know, you open up uh-huh. a pack of cards. Boy, this is sealed like crazy, Trent. But this is something I had never seen before. And they also have it for, like, the mini NFL helmets uh-huh. or college helmets. Do you have any of those? I haven't bought one of them, like... That you don't know what you're going to get. Oh, no, no, no. And that. that's what this is. It's a hockey puck with yeah. a signed autograph, but you don't know who it is. So you go in there blind. You might get a dud. You might get Wayne Gretzky. Well, we you don't ready, know. You ready to find out? I certainly am. The box is the wrappers off the box. The seal has been cut, and I'm opening it up. Who'd you Some get? Tissue paper in here. Oh, it's in an actual case, too. You've got to be crapping me. Who'd you get? Recognize that little symbol? That's a Winnipeg Jets symbol. No way. Honest to God. No way. It's probably their uh, It's their best player. It's Mark Shifley. Shifley. Yes. I bet on him last year to win the MVP. You, <laughs> you told did. me to. Wow, that's really nice of you, Trent. Thank you very much, Mark Shifley. And how? talk about the luck. That's crazy. If I didn't know that this box was as sealed as tightly as it was, yeah. I would have thought that was a fluke. Mark Shifley. That's really nice. Boy, do I owe you. Signed hockey puck. For your team, I got your team, so there's a one in 30 chance, right? Yes. And then we get Shifley on top. Not some no-name defenseman. No, this guy, this is a dude. He's their best player. Overall player is the best player. Feeling good going into 2020 about your Jets? I hope so. I was feeling really good about this decade. For me, it's the sto- It's my favorite sports story of the decade. Mm-hmm. I don't want to cry. Your team's back. Well, my dad saw it. Yeah. It puts it over the top for me. So, anyways, Merry Christmas to you, my friend. Now, I've heard... Um, I compose myself here. No, no problem at all. No um, problem at all. I have heard that the morning rush is doing a show tomorrow. Yeah, I was. I caught literally like the last thirty seconds as I was dropping the kids off this yeah. morning of the show, and I'm almost sure I heard. Uh, I think it was Travis say to they, Heather, "We'll see you tomorrow." They, they love to work. They do. I mean, good for them. They're yes. really entertaining. They got an unbelievably loyal audience, and why wouldn't they? So everybody else is off. Yes. I mean, today, uh, I know that uh, Emery's doing Emery's doing the finish. Now, mm-hmm. you're doing you're helping Murph out this afternoon? Yeah, it'll be Keith and myself this afternoon from 2 until 4 o'clock during Murph and Andy. Because so AD's on vacation. AD's on vacation. Right. Fails is off. So Keith and I will string one together for a couple hours into Emery 
from four until six. Well, I know from four until five he's solo, and then he's got Sullivan and Settles coming in, right, uh, to do their which is hour. always great. Oh, it's terrific radio. It's terrific radio, and so I don't know what time he's going to pack it in. But it sounds like, um, despite the memo we got, that there's no local programming on Tuesday. Now, are they going to work Christmas Day too? Well, no, those guys they very well might. It's great. Here's a question for you. Uh huh. What about sound off on Friday night? I should. I didn't see Petey in the building today. I meant to. I went. To, uh, tried to find him and ask him because you're looking at what game Games over ten forty. Well. Game over, say ten thirty. Yeah, and then they got how long is the network go? Till eleven thirty at least, if not midnight. They can't do that, can they? And then midnight till two, three a.m. They're gamers. They are. They'll They're be taking gamers. calls. They'll be going nuts. Now we don't know for sure that that's the case, though, right? But I, I bet I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't at all. It's it's the end of the Nate Stanley era. Mm-hmm. Either a celebration or where does this program go? feels like a big game, doesn't it? It does, Trent. I, it really does. Just the way this season is painted, yep. how it's remembered, Stanley getting another one, so many different directions. I and believe the defense will carry them. we got two more days, though, this week. We do. We'll be we'll back on Thursday. By the way, the Cyclone plane has left. Oh, it has? Yes. I saw Twitter, the Cyclone football account, just uh, all about uh, 20 minutes ago, tweeted out a picture of the... The boys loading onto the plane at Des Moines International for Orlando. Merry Christmas, Ken. Yeah, Merry Christmas to you, Trent. Thank you for uh, doing what you do for us here. Are i got to come see that hockey puck now. It's really cool. Yeah, but don't, don't think you're going to get this one back. <laughs> uh, Merry Christmas to our audience. We certainly appreciate you. Have a wonderful time with your family. Local programming resumes on Thursday for the most part, but potentially the morning rush tomorrow. Merry Christmas, everybody, from Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO.